0: What's good? Welcome to World Shakers Podcast, where we build people one life at a time and bring you from believing to being. Straight like that. And so from that time, uh, let's, let's start at verse 16. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so our number one priority should should be and should always be the kingdom of God. And so the kingdom of God, and, uh, you know, we look and turn to Matthew 6, verse 33. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And so seeking the kingdom of God isn't just the first thing that we should be doing uh, as it pertains to our Christian life, but it should be the first thing that we're doing in all the affairs of our lives. Like every single endeavor, every single engagement, every single uh, communication, every uh, every single entanglement with anybody or any situation, we should be seeking the kingdom of God. So a lot of times we step out into arenas and we step out into gifts and we step out into talents or we step out into this world. But uh, very seldomly do we seek first the kingdom pertaining to what it is that we're endeavoring to do. Because a lot of times we're endeavoring to do it without first uh, having been sent by the king. The king has to be the one to send you. Um, because then we see we're going to see where Jesus, or we can remember where Jesus, he sent out the disciples, and so before the disciples were sent out, they had to sit under. And so let's 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 continue reading. Uh, let's let's go down. Let's read verse eighteen. And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brethren. Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So I like the way the Bible is written. I think it's one of the best pieces of literature ever written. And so now we look at verse 17 and we have Jesus speaking, right? And so the next time Jesus speaks after he speaks for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he says, follow me. Because I want you to know that in order for uh, the kingdom to come, you're going to have to be trained in the kingdom. And so uh, we have to follow Jesus in order to learn how to become kingdom masters. Because in this life, remember last week we talked, it's no good to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. And the fact that Jesus was the master of all is based and rooted in his ability to master one thing. So now everything, so that's why, like, so, like, the Bible is simple. But I think we make it complicated because of our misunderstanding or or, or our misinterpretation of what it's saying. We think that it's saying one thing when it's actually very simplistically saying what it is. And so now it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added. So now if I seek mastering the kingdom, then any other area or arena of my life that I want to master will be made easy because I've been mastered. Because when we master the kingdom, it's like it's a duality. Like the more you seek the kingdom, the more the kingdom is being established. That's why he says, thy kingdom come. But you have to seek the kingdom. Like the kingdom has to come into view in, all, in, in you in order for you to be established as uh, the kingdom in anybody's midst. And so now, once the kingdom becomes the most uh, prolific thing in your life, it's, it's, it's the primary thing in your life. I don't want anything uh, separate from the kingdom. That sounds like a good idea, but let me see where the kingdom at in that. Because every gift, every calling, every vision, every dream uh, that God has given us, not that we came up with, is directly connected to the kingdom. That's why, let's go back to verse 17. Verse 18. And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee, because right now Jesus is a man on a mission. Because Jesus, they call Jesus an essentialist. And essentialism... um, simply means um, ignoring the exterior noise and focusing on the interior voice. And so Jesus was very uh, profound, and people were always amazed, and they was always wondering how he was able to do what he did at the level that he was able to do it at. Because they had been following a lot of teachers and leaders in that time, but nobody was doing it like Jesus. Because everybody else, they had... Uh, A certain way that they wanted to do things because they were trying to do things based on their own personal gain or their own personal agenda. But Jesus's sole agenda was that of the kingdom. Because now when I start my ministry or I start my business or I start my YouTube channel, whatever it is that I'm endeavoring to do, my first agenda must be the kingdom. How is what I'm doing going to bring glory to the kingdom? Because if that isn't the number one uh, idea or the primary uh, motivating factor behind what we're doing, then we cannot expect the king to be in what we don't give way to the kingdom. A lot of times we want to do what we want to do, and then infuse the king in that. But now if the kingdom is on front street, the king is always in the kingdom. So now what am I doing? How can, so in church, um, what, we've, what we've grown to do is we've become to try to use the kingdom for our own advantage. We try to take advantage of the kingdom. We try to, so we come to church, we try to use principles, we try to use, of teachings and things to benefit us and take advantage of the kingdom instead of letting the kingdom take advantage of us? What what would your life look like if you let the kingdom take advantage of you? And not only come in looking to take advantage of the kingdom. And so let's not be deceived because in your letting the kingdom, because you letting the kingdom take advantage of you ain't really you being taken advantage of. Because kingdom advantage means kingdom advancement. And so if the kingdom is advancing, if you're in the kingdom, then that means you're advancing. But if I try to advance without the kingdom, then it, it, it seems like things are difficult to come by. Or it seems like uh, I'm, I'm, it seems like I'm stuck in a rut. Like you ever had uh, been in a truck or something somewhere and using grass and you got muddy and that tire just running and running and running and you seem like you just can't get out, like that's how life could feel sometimes uh, because we just, <clears throat> we know, we're trying, to, we're, trying to, we're trying to prop things up and we're trying to, you know, gauge it, maybe, well, maybe let me let the soil dry a little bit so I can get a little bit more ground and then I'll punch it again. But it seems like the more, you, the more and more you punch it, the digger and digger it, it keep, deep, it keep digging. And then you find yourself stuck somewhere and now we want to go, calling on Jesus as a Savior because anything that the kingdom is in, the kingdom will sustain. And so if we, so now if we, are, if we are in the mode of doing some things and it seems like it's too hard for us to sustain it, we have to question where the kingdom is in what we're doing. Because if God gives vision, he gives provision. So if we're doing something and it just don't seem to be working out, then maybe we're doing the wrong thing. Or maybe we're not doing, uh, maybe we're doing the right thing, but we're doing it from the wrong perspective or from the wrong objective. We have a different objective than that of the kingdom. <laughs> and so now in verse 18, we see that they got two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting them into the sea for they were fishers. So Jesus didn't take the gift that they were given and change it into something else. But he advanced it beyond what they could do on their own. And so now we see in verse 19, he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Because not only will your gift make room for you, but your gift will make room in the kingdom. So now my question for you is, in the past 55 days, how many people have you brought into the kingdom? Ouch. Because we come up in here and we do a whole lot of other stuff. We go on life and we do a whole lot of other stuff. But our number one priority should be the kingdom of God. I don't care where you go, what your profession is, what it is, there's room for you to bring somebody into the kingdom. But no, we all want to be masters. We all want to be on. We all want to have, we all want to be millionaires. How about you be a master nail? When the last time you actually took on? Because now we want to, like, we want to do works, like, we want to see miracles done. We want to see signs. We want to see wonders. But do we want to see the citizenship or the population of the kingdom increase? Or do we just say it, but we don't actually put foot? to the words. And so now we can see. And so now, because I, I think a lot of times we be deceived and we come in and we think that, you know, praying or, 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 or reading scriptures or, uh, you know, meditating and uh, worshiping and doing all this other stuff makes us uh, really fit for the kingdom. Or it makes us think that we're really doing something for the kingdom. <clears throat> Your prayer, it's not for the kingdom. Your worship, <laughs> It's not for the kingdom. Your scripture reading and your meditation and your devotion, it's not for the kingdom. They make you feel good about you. Oh, I know. I read my three chapters today. Oh, I I went to morning prayer. I prayed for 15. I prayed for an hour. But when you walked in the work this morning, or when you went into that place on your lunch break, or when you went into the store to do some shopping, was the kingdom of God the number one thing on your mind, or what you wanted? Because now, I like to think of, it, you know, with a shopping market, because we go in for all these things. But if we go in for the one thing, then all these things will be added. But our focus, our intent has to be on that one thing. Yes, and so let's turn, uh, let's turn real quick to Isaiah. I think it's Isaiah 55. And so let's look at verse 4. <clears throat> because we see that there are levels to this life. And so it says, behold, I've given him, i uh, talking about David, for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. And so a lot of us like to get to that last stage, that commander or that master. But the first stage is witness. Like you can't just jump ranks. Just because you want to. Like I said, I'm say, i sure there's a lot of people in the Army, uh, in the military forces, that would love to be captain. But just because you want to be captain don't mean you just step up and be like, I'm a captain. I'm the captain now. No. You got to go through ranks. Before she was captain, she had to first start at the bottom of the rung. Everybody got to go through boot camp. Everybody got to go, go through training. But now, like, this is supposed to be training ground. This is supposed to be the place that we come in order for us to go out, not to make our lives better, but to make the kingdom better. Because the more we focus on the kingdom, our lives will will blossom and advance, but it's our insistence on trying to focus on that advancement that keeps us from advancing. We try so hard, uh, so like in the past 10 years, how many things have you actually mastered? Because I got a, I got a stat, uh, do I have it written down? Maybe it's in my memory, let's go with my memory. And so there's a stat from a study that says, uh, in order for you to actually master anything, you have to have intense, uh, purposeful focus on that thing for like 10,000 hours. Wow. Yes, 10,000 hours. And then the study went on to say, if, if, if that was broken down to like 30 hours a week, it'll take you six years to master something. So how much time, how much energy, how much focus have you actually given to mastering or becoming a master of the kingdom? Yes, come on. Coming in church don't count, especially if you don't pay attention. Especially if you don't come in here to get anything to go out with. So you could t- you could take you could take however many hours you think we stay in church. You could take that out out of the equation. Like while I was in church for three hours Sunday, take that e- three hours don't count because I have to be uh it's because that's why i love the story of the chinese bamboo because it says that chinese bamboo seed they they plant that seed into into the soil and then they cover it up and they water it every day for five years and for five years they see nothing can you imagine watering something for five years and not seeing nothing some of us after two weeks we go dig it up and see what's wrong I want to see something choking this seed or what? I I want to see a sprout or something. But say for five years, all you do is just water that seed, and you don't see it. And then in 15 days, it shoots up to 90 feet. So the question is asked: Did the tree grow in 15 days, or did it grow in five years? But now the mastering takes places that I have to. That's why uh, they, they laid out the law of consistency so clear in Joshua 1.8, because it has to be day and night. Regardless of if I see something or if I don't see something, this is my number one uh, priority and my number one objective, and this is the only thing that matters to me. Because in, in, in something like that, you go on every day, go on, go to sleep, come back, still ain't there. And you have to keep at it. But that's what mastering does. That's, what, that's, what, uh, that's why Jesus, he didn't, he didn't just step into the role of master. Like, he had to be trained into master. And so now, did Jesus have the best three years on earth? Did Jesus' ministry only spring up or produce or grow in three years? Or was it the 30 years before? Last time we like, man, if I could just get them three years like Jesus, it will be over with. But what about them thirty though? We focus on the the uh, effect of life, but what about the cause? Like, what caused Jesus to have such great ministry for such a short amount of time, but such a grand stage that He was on? Like, He did more in those three years than the uh, accumulation of all of us and all of our lives yeah. put together. Yeah. If you 65 in here, it's all, you just add everybody age up, and he did more in those three years. But why? Because he wasn't focused, and so now we have to understand that Jesus' time, there wasn't many distractions. There wasn't things pulling him away from what it was that he was called to do. But and we have to also understand that Jesus was not allowing things to pull him away from what he was called to do. Because even when Jesus knew that it was time for the Son of Man to actually go through with the crucifixion, he didn't say, well, let me make a few more stops along the way because I know this this is going to be my last trip. No, he went straight to the place so they could take him. Because my, my, my mind is so focused on the kingdom, yeah, it would be cool to do all this other stuff. But this one thing that I'm going to do, go take care of all that other stuff. But if I get caught up in these things, I never focus on the one thing. And so now let's look at, um, let's look at, let's go, let's go back to Matthew chapter 4. Let's look at verse 23. Because... Uh, A master is marked by teaching and doing. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And so it's not only uh, by manifestation, but by demonstration. Because as a master... Demonstration is your last stage of mastery because once you become a master, uh, the manifestation shows that you know some stuff. But now when you can actually demonstrate what you know, that's when uh, the, 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 the actual will of God can be done wherever you go because it's not just uh, a hit and a miss kind of thing but it's a fine-tuned consciousness to who I am and what I'm here to do that produces this same result in my life time and time again. And so now let's look at John chapter 1. John 1, verse 38. Then Jesus turned and saw them following and said unto them, hold on, let's turn back to Matthew 4, because I like jumping scriptures <clears throat> and piecing the Bible together. And he said unto them, follow me and I will make you fishes of men. Talk about a master, right? Follow me. Jesus said, follow me. And then Jesus turned and saw them following and said unto them, what seek ye? Because if you're going to follow somebody or you're going to follow after the master, you have to be mindful of what it is that you're seeking. Because some people uh, will attach themselves to you for something that they can get. So what needs to be done is it needs to be an identification of what it is that you're after. Because people come in your life for different reasons. People can see uh, the goodness of God or the blessings of God on your life, and they'll try to attach themselves to you based on what they see producing in your life. All right, all right. And so a master has to be uh, also a master of discernment. Like you have to be able to discern who people are and what their motives are. Because I have to, be a, I have to protect uh, the very thing that God, if God has placed me in a place, uh, to do a certain mission, then I have to protect that at all costs. Regardless, uh, I'm not trying to save face for nobody. I'm not trying to put on a good face. The very thing that I'm called to do, that is the number one thing in my life. Like, God, like, that and God is synonymous. Like, that's the number one thing. Like, his will, that's, that's the thing that matters to me. And so anybody that's trying to attack that thing uh, is Satan. Because we got to look back at Jesus. Remember, Peter had just got the greatest revelation about who Jesus was. Uh And then after that, Jesus started to tell him exactly who he was and what he was called to do. And then Peter wanted to rebuke who he was. And so Jesus said, you are opposing the will of of the Father. So anything that opposes the will of the the Father, or that opposes your kingdom mastery, Is Satan. So anything in your life that opposes you from advancing the kingdom, they Satan. So I don't have a problem calling nobody Satan no more. Because Jesus, if Jesus could call Peter Satan, the one that he wanted to establish his church, you think I'm going to have a problem calling anybody? (laughs) Hey <laughs> Satan, who are actually displaying the attributes of Satan? Not a chance. But now, once I identify Satan, like the best thing that you can do is identify people, because once you identify a person, that person cannot catch you by surprise. That's why it was no. It was no. Uh, like it was no surprise for Jesus to know that the same one that had the revelation, the same one that rebuked him, the same one that he called Satan, was gonna be the one that denied him. Because I identified you in that very moment. And I knew that the very thing, even if you might have an understanding of who I am, but you don't really understand what I'm called to do. So you might have an idea of me, but not the whole picture of me. And so it was no surprise to him to know that he was gonna deny it. So now. When you identify a person, because now Jesus told him, before the cock crow thrice, you go deny me. Because I've already identified you. And once I identified you, I can place you. And once I place you, you can't alter my pursuit. Because I, like. That's why we have to identify people, because now we can't allow people to get closer than they need to. Because Jesus, even in him having the 12, that being his circle, he had an inner circle of three that was closer than the 12. Because I I have to. And so we have to see the patterns of Jesus, even though some people may be in the 12 or they may be in the four friends that you got. They still go have you got to have one, or somebody close. Everybody don't belong as close to you as they want to be. I don't care how long they how long they stick around, or how long they try to attach themselves, or how long they try to make it seem like they don't want nothing. They just did They just in God we trust, and everybody else we check them out thoroughly because you cannot give everybody access to you because. The gift that God uh, has made me, because we have to get <clears throat> past from just what he's placed in us to what he's made us, yeah. because it's the same thing. Yeah. But now, like, our minds have to have a actual placement of something for us to actually be able to understand that we're supposed to be using what's been given to us. But once we know that we are actually the thing that's been given, and all of the seeds and all the gifts are in us, and now... Because now when you understand, like, your gift is a seed, and so now you don't just, and so being a jack of all trades isn't a bad thing. Being versed in life and having multiple gifts isn't a bad thing because Jesus himself had multiple gifts. But now I cannot let having multiple gifts distract me from mastering one of them. Because of our... So we need to narrow in on what it is that God has uh, placed us here to do. So the kingdom is number one. If you ain't got no other idea about what you're here for, here go the answer. Chico, the kingdom of God. Because now... Once you seek that, whatever your actual uh, purpose that's tangled with that is, comes into view. That's what I, I don't want to say everybody I know, but everybody I know that's doing this well, once they made the kingdom of God their number one priority, the gifts and the things that God actually made them to be started flourishing and just started kind of coming out of them. They were in a stupor or a fog trying to figure it out. <clears throat> Forget them, I'll tell you me. I, for the majority of my life, only knew one thing. <clears throat> and it wasn't Jesus Christ and crucified. It was, it, was, it was Kobe Bryant in the, in, the, in the round ball. It was basketball. That's all I knew. Because y'all know I ain't want to This right here, this was like taboo, I ain't want nothing to do with this. But I didn't have any clue of what it is that God really put me here to do. Like I know what they told me he put me here to do, but I don't know if they telling me that because that's what they want me to do or if that's what he want me to do. (laughs) You know, maybe y'all just want me in here just to be here. I need to know. If I, need, if I need to be in here, or if God really won't be in here. Because, like I told you Sunday, you can't let nobody make a decision for you. You have to make that decision for yourself. Because then you're going to live by that decision. Because even though uh, Jesus had the purpose of the cross, he had to decide to go through with it. Because, you know, he was in that garden, he prayed three times if it be possible, Lord, let this cup pass from me. Let Peter do it. Let somebody else do it. But no, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. I'm going to decide this is the very thing that you've actually put me here on earth to do. So now, let me have that thing done in me. And so now, I want to know what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. And so once, and so I just came in, uh, and so I came back home from school. I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, I didn't know I didn't want to preach. I didn't have any real skills in anything other than basketball. Like, I thought I was kind of funny. Like, I thought, you know, growing up, I used to, you know, uh, I used to like Martin, and I thought I was going to be a comedian. <laughs> I did, because, you know, I used to have, like, a, uh, I used to have, like, a really big head and big ears. And so my ears would stick out, and he used to, I'd be like Martin. i like, what's up, what's up, what's up? he just think I'd be a comedian. And so, but I, I didn't know what it was that God really wanted me to do. And so now, that's why atmospheres and environments are so uh, important, because the right atmospheres and environments are conducive to how something comes out. Because you can't just be planted in any soil and expect to grow. Like, you can't just plant a seed anywhere and expect it, to grow into what God created it to be, <clears throat> but now I got to put it in the right soil, and so we have to be mindful. So now, with ourselves, with our with our kids, with our uh, our peers, we have to make sure that we influence them to be in the right atmosphere, the right environments, because that's where their true selves are going to come out. And so that's why. <clears throat> and I fast forward. I used to always, I, I used to like just having people, you know, come in. Because if you could come in here, if you could just hang around, you could just be in an environment with us. Like I just know how God worked because I know how He did it for me. And so the very things that He put in you, that He made you to be, it just start coming out of you just while you being in the right environment. And it's, just, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a switch, man. Like once that switch go on, can't nobody turn it off. And so I remember I just coming around, so I was just coming here, and I was like, you know, I was like, you could volunteer, uh, you know, and do some stuff. But I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just didn't. And I remember, you know, trying to make some graphics and then starting editing the broadcast. Didn't know what I was doing. I had to get somebody to show me how to do that. I ain't never heard of Final Cut before in my life. You know, I had never really worked on a Mac computer or Apple computer before. You, you know, I had grew up on Toshibas and PCs, HPs. Like, that's all I knew. I ain't know nothing about Apple. Now, I don't even want to touch a PC. Get that, get that devil work out of here. But as I stayed in here, things just started to come out. And so then, real soon, May, that, that same May, we did uh, probably the greatest youth um, conference that we ever had here, Operation Takeover. I don't even know where that birth from or where, uh, well, I know where it came from, but I don't know how it came about. Because I wasn't thinking about doing nothing like that. <laughs> Just let me edit these videos, send them to Cox, and let that be that. But somehow, I'm going. Then I started taking pictures, uh, you know, on the road, my trail, and going from different schools, different schools. And then all of a sudden, you know, I got the name Photo, and I was like, okay, Photo, and I started taking pictures. And so, but then, but as you are about the kingdom, as you are about the Father's business. The very thing that he created you to be, starts, uh, it's, it starts being pruned and fine-tuned, and you start developing that thing, and that thing starts actually developing in you, like you start developing, and you actually become that thing. And so that's why we have to make sure that we put ourselves in the right environment. <clears throat> and, uh, all right, let me close. Let's turn to Luke 8. Let's close here at Luke 8. Let's go to verse 22. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind uh, on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy and they came to him and awoke him saying master master we perish and so now we see them calling him master two times because they're not just calling him master as a teacher here because right now they're not really looking to learn nothing they're looking to be saved they're not saying, Master, wake up and teach us how to fish. They're <laughs> not trying to learn that right now. They, they, they understood the power and the authority and the dominion that Jesus carried. Yeah. <clears throat> and so Master comes, uh, so that comes along with being a Master. Yeah. Like, people will come seek you out for what you possess yeah. and what you are. So now if I need insight or I need uh, to be rescued from something, I'm not looking for somebody who don't know what they're doing. I'm not looking for nobody who don't have no proof of evidence. I'm looking for a master. And so now they say, Master, master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And so this is the the statement or the question uh, that I want to get to, that this is how the world Uh, should look at your life. If the world don't look at your life like this, then that means that you have not stepped into a mastery level. Because we got to look at, he's an example, right? We just heard him call him master twice. So that's master power, master teacher. We need all the master we can get. So now, let's go. And he said unto them, where is your faith? And they being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, what manner of man is this? The world's supposed to be asking that question about you. What manner of man is this? Or what manner of woman is this? That no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, they're able to possess their soul and be patient, not get anxious with everybody else, but actually master this moment. That's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be mastering each moment that we live. Like, we not, so now it's not just when the big stuff happens. It's the small stuff, too, because the small stuff leads way to the big stuff. We all want those big moments to where we got to stay. Nah, if you get that, that big that big moment and you ain't been in them small moments, you're not going to know how to handle that big moment. Like, those big moments prepare those small moments prepare you for that big moment. And so now it has to be uh, a, a, a thing to where people know that you got something not fraudulent but authentic because you can go around and that's why we have to get from just proclaiming stuff and just saying stuff and actually being stuff because the power is not in the saying but it's in the being nobody cared about they had a bunch of other people saying stuff they had a a bunch of other people who could have went into the synagogue to the church to the temple and read the book Isaiah like Jesus Just reading something don't mean nothing. Somebody could have went in there and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. But they could have sat down and did nothing. What'd that mean? But now my being gives way to what I'm saying. That's why we should say less and be more. You know how people say that say less? Like when they say it really means it's just another way to say say no more. They just say say less. Like we should be saying less, but actually being more. And once we be more, then we can say more. But until we be more, we shouldn't be saying stuff. Yeah, I wanna, I want I wanna, I, 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 I wanna, I wanna kill your routine confession, your 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 routine affirmations, your your routine declarations. Because if you are declaring, affirming. Uh, whether you want to prophesy, or whatever you want to do, if nothing is coming from that repetitive, routine verbiage, then what are you doing? Do Who want to get up every morning and read the same stuff, say the same stuff, and know nothing happen? Do we think that the more we say it, the more possible chance that it is that it's going to happen? We don't, because the lack of mastering really is an indication and a proclamation for our lack of trust in God. When we move from let me try this thing or let me try that thing or let me go here or let me do this or let me try that, we really saying that we don't trust God where he set us or where he placed us or what he gave us because we got to try to go after this and go after that and try to do this and try to do that. But now, once I understand what God has made, me to be, I can be fixed or I can be firm where, he is, where it is that he sent me to and not have to be moved or uh, influenced by nobody else but simply be. If we, if we uh, I don't want to say if we, because we need to get past the if, we need to just be. That's right. We need to just be. Like, stop, stop ifing. No, ain't nothing worse than a person just ifing. Swing. <laughs> Doing all that ifing. Swing. If you're you going to do something, swing. We be up in church. We be up in life. By stripes, I'm healed. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm on top and going higher. I'm blessed and highly favored. But now, once you are, you don't have to try to say to convince. Your life does the convincing. Because all Jesus did was command the sea to stop. And then they say, man, what manner of man is this? That even the sea's obeying. If we're supposed to really be following the master and mastering the kingdom, then our lives should look... So now, if if it's not looking like that, then what, what we gonna do about it? Because if the blueprint wrong, it's gonna be hard to complete. I don't care what kind of ideas you got about it, if that blueprint is wrong, whenever they come to put them walls in, put that plumbing in, put whatever in, He'd mm-hmm. be like, why y'all put this wall over here? Why y'all put the electrician in? them? Why you, why you got the sink in the middle of the living room? Well, this is how you had it drew up. No, it ain't no, this is how the blueprint is. So now if your blueprint is wrong, I don't care uh, how good the outside or how good you want that thing to be or how how vividly you've imagined your life, if that blueprint is wrong, stuff gonna be out of place. And so now we have to go back and we have to build properly. But our first level of mastering, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Before you go and try to master anything else. Master that. Master the kingdom. Jesus, the first thing he preached was the kingdom of God is at hand. The way that y'all been doing stuff is irrelevant. There's a new way, or there's a better way, or there is the way to do it. And the only way to do it is the kingdom. Now that you know the vibe, take out time to subscribe to our YouTube channel at worldshakers tv thank you for tuning in